Hello, everybody. It's a privilege to share God's word with you today as we continue this message series called This Is Love. I miss seeing you all in person. Look forward to worshiping together again in person with you. Whether it's a new project at home or playing more games with the family, we're all trying to make the most of this new normal. Over the past few weeks, my boys have found a new project. They have made a mountain bike trail in the woods near our house. They couldn't wait to show me and Carrie when they finished it this past week and showed it off to some of their neighbor friends as well. And they can't wait every day to finish their schoolwork, go back out and ride their bikes on this new trail. This new project has given them a sense of purpose. And so they became, over the last few weeks, motivated and, and passionate and committed and focused on making this dream trail a reality. And this new purpose has also inspired them to have fun working together to accomplish something. And that's nothing short of a miracle. Uh, this message series, This Is Love, we've talked about the love of Jesus and what he's done for us through his death and resurrection. He's forgiven our past and he's given us victory over sin and death so that we don't have to fear the future. And we need our past forgiven and we need eternal life. We need a secure future. But we also need purpose. We need purpose now. We need purpose for living. We need purpose in the present. What if God is using this global pandemic to cause people all over the world to ponder and think about and ask about their purpose in life? What if God is using this virus to get our attention and to lead us to assess our priorities in life? What if God is using COVID-19 to call us, to call our families to refocus and realign our lives around his purpose for our lives? Why am I here? Why am I? This is a question of purpose. This is one of the most important questions in life. How do you and your family answer this question? Because how you answer this question determines your priorities in life. How you answer this question has a direct effect on everything you do in life. How you spend your time and money. How you answer this question impact your relationships and impact your future. Now thanks to what Jesus has done for us, we can become new people with new purpose. Thanks to the love of Jesus, you no longer have to be driven by guilt. Thanks to the love of Jesus, you don't have to live for the approval of others. You don't have to strive for being accepted based on your performance. You don't have to find joy and satisfaction in your success. Thanks to the love of Jesus and what he's done for us, you can become a new person and live with purpose in life. Now, what is this purpose? What does it mean to become a new person and live with new purpose? And it's important for us to understand, we don't make up our purpose in life. We don't define our purpose. We have to go to God who created us on purpose, and we have to look at what he says about our purpose in life. So let's do that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're looking at what the Apostle Paul writes about becoming a new person and living with purpose. Verse 15 is where we're going to start. He died, talking about Christ, died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. 
Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So here is one of the main reasons Jesus died and rose again. Jesus died and rose again to give you new life. What is that new life? It's making you a new person. So Jesus makes you a new person once you receive his new life. In other words, when you surrender your life to Jesus, he changes you from the inside out so that you no longer live for yourself, but you live for him. Verse 16. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. Before Jesus changed Paul's life and made him a new person, Paul considered Christ to be a, a false messiah who disrupted his way of living, who disrupted his worldly values and purposes and priorities. And so he was so disturbed by Jesus that he sought to stop and persecute Jesus's followers. But I think, you know, I was once like Paul. I grew up in a religious family. I was surrounded by people who were religious and friends who were religious. Some of them followed Jesus. Some of them did not. But I did not want Jesus to disrupt my way of living. I did not want him to disrupt my worldly thinking and my worldly values and the purpose that I was living for at that time. And it wasn't until I grew miserable living for myself and recognized my need for a savior that I surrendered to Jesus. And once I surrendered to Jesus, he made me a new person and I discovered a new purpose for living. Let's read on verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? New person. The old is gone. A new life has begun. When Jesus takes over your life, you become a new person with a new purpose for living. That's my story. I hope that's your story. It's definitely Ashton Prim's story. Ashton is... A, a young lady who recently committed her life to Christ, she saw the change in her dad's life and she wanted that change as well. Watch her story. Hey, First Baptist of Coming. Um, I miss you guys so much. And for those who don't know me, I'm Ashton Prim. And I'm really excited that Pastor Michael asked me to share this with you guys. So um, before I you know, came to Christ, I was living in a life where I was, woe was me. Like I blamed everything. I really just felt like I had no purpose. And after, you know, my dad being baptized and seeing my dad's life about how Christ changed him, I was like, I want that. Like I need that fulfillment in my life because everything else just wasn't working for me. And so, you know, I went to Christ, I professed my faith and ever since then I've trusted him. Sometimes I get so mad at the world, but the only thing I can do is just pray. And it sounds crazy because, you know, at 22 years old, like I see younger kids and I'm like, I wish I did that when I was younger. I wish I found Christ and I wish I didn't waste away these years of worrying so much. But I feel like he works his way into your life in a special, at a special time. And I just hope this touches someone. If you're feeling like, you know, you need a next step or you feel like you're lost in your life, there's a lot of other people who feel that way too, um, especially me. 
So I hope this touches someone and I hope someone feels like Christ does love you because he does and he wants you to live with him and tell him everything. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that and hope everyone is staying safe. Don't you love that story? How Jesus changed Ashton's life. This is what Jesus does. He changes us, makes you a new person and then gives you, gives us new purpose. Now, what is that new purpose? Here's where we go. Verse 18, we find our purpose. 2 Corinthians 5, 18. And all of this is a gift from God. In other words, all of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, it's not something we work for. It's a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. To reconcile means to bring together what was separate. If you're a Jesus follower... You were at one time separated from God because of your sin. But then you surrendered your life to Jesus and now you're reconciled to God. Now you have the task of reconciliation. What does that mean? Well, simply put, it means that your purpose in life is now to point people to Jesus so they can be reconciled to God, so they can have a personal relationship with God. You've been brought to God to bring others to God. You've been transformed to transform others. You've been found to find others. You've been rescued to rescue others. You've been saved to save others. You've been reconciled to God for the purpose of reconciling others to God. I don't know about you, but I can't think of a greater purpose for living. I can't think of a better way to invest my life than to point people to Jesus so they can be reconciled to God and have a relationship with God. And and look, we don't know how many years or months or weeks we have left. It could be a day, it could be a few months, it could be a few years, kids, students watching. You could have 70 or 80 years left. But what are we going to do to make the most of the time that God has given us? How are you and your family going to live with purpose? I want to give you three questions, three discussion questions today that will encourage, I hope, you and your family uh, as you seek to live a life of purpose. And so you can discuss these questions right after the message, but let's go through these questions. Question number one is, how has Jesus changed your life and made you a new person? You cannot live on purpose until you become a new person. And for many of you watching, Jesus has, has made you a new person. Jesus has changed your life. And so Share that. Talk about that right after this message or, or call somebody this afternoon or today or t- tomorrow and, and say, here's how Jesus changed my life. For some of you watching, maybe you're not a new person yet. How do you become a new person? You ask God to change. You ask God to make you a new person. You, you surrender your life to Jesus and then he makes you a new person so then you can live out his purpose for your life. If that's your next step to surrender your life to Jesus and start following Jesus, please let us know. Please let me know. I want to help you in taking that step. You can text a new at FBC, new AT FBC to 94090, or you complete the, complete the online connect card and check that your next step is to become a new person, and we will help you take that next step. But first things first, before you pursue your purpose for living, you must become a new person. 
Question number two, how can you and your family stay focused on reconciling people to God, making this purpose a top priority? Does God care about your spiritual growth? Yes. <laughs> you should seek to grow in your faith and become more like Jesus every single day. Does God care about your service to others? Yes. You should look for opportunities every day to use the gifts and abilities that God has given you. Does God care about your involvement in a local church? Yes, you should attend church and you should serve in the church and you should worship with other believers on a weekly basis. But all those things fuel a greater purpose, namely the purpose of caring about those who are separated from God and who need to be reconciled to God. Rick Warren, pastor and author, says this, if you want to be used by God... and Hey, we all want to be used by God, right? If you want to be used by God, you must care about what God cares about. What he cares about most is the redemption of the people he made. He wants his lost children found. Nothing matters more to God. The cross proves that. So this is love. That Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. This is love. That Jesus, the sinless, the righteous one, died for us, the sinful, the unrighteous, so that we can be reconciled to God, to bring us to God. This is the good news. This is love. So Jesus' primary purpose was not to teach good morals. Jesus' primary purpose was not to perform great miracles. Jesus' primary purpose in life was not to meet people's physical needs. All those were important to him. And he did those things. But his primary purpose was to go to the cross so that those who are separated from God could be reconciled to God. And if we are going to call ourselves Jesus followers, then we have to figure out a way to stay focused on the purpose of reconciling people to God and making that purpose a top priority. So talk about that right after the message. How are you and your family going to stay focused on reconciling people to God and making it a top priority. Question number three, how can you and your family become more intentional and effective in reconciling people to God? Training is essential to effectiveness. Jesus understood this. He got this. He spent three years pouring in, investing in his disciples, and then they turned the world upside down. Business professionals, get this. My wife, Carrie, trains pharmaceutical sales reps for her vocation because her company values training. Athletes, get this. I, I walked out of my front door the other day, and here's what I saw. I saw my youngest son, Hudson, hitting baseballs off his batting tee into the net. And I was so encouraged. The, the baseball season's canceled, but the training never stops. The Apostle Paul understood this. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 through 27, he had this single-minded focus on reconciling people to God. Here's what he says. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose. What's he talking about? Talking about the purpose of reconciling people to God. I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. One of our goals as a, as a church is to help every member live on mission in the home, school, neighborhood, and workplace. 
And so over the next month and even beyond, we're going to provide ongoing virtual mission trainings so that you can be equipped, trained to be more intentional and effective in the mission and the purpose of reconciling people to God. And if that's your next step, which for most of us, this is our next step, uh, please text train at FBC, that's train at FBC to 94090 or complete the online connect card and check that your next step is to be trained in my life mission. So the three discussion questions, again, that, that I would love for you and your family to discuss. One, how has Jesus changed your life and made you a new person? Two, how can you stay focused on reconciling people to God, making this purpose a top priority? And then number three, how can you become more intentional and effective in reconciling people to God? As we wrap up this series called This is Love, we are amazed at what Jesus has done for us. We're amazed that he forgave our sin, even though we don't deserve it. We're amazed that he gave us victory over sin and death so we don't have to fear the future. And we're amazed that he has reconciled us to God and given us a new purpose for living. So as we move through this global pandemic and beyond, we have this opportunity to help others who are separated from God be reconciled to God so that they become new people and, and can pursue their purpose for living. And if we dare to make the most of this opportunity, then we, it's quite possible we could see our own family members, we could see people in our own schools, in our own neighborhoods, in our own workplaces, people across North America, people around the world move from being unforgiven to forgiven, move from hopelessness to hope, from darkness to light, from death to life. Pray with me. Father, we are so amazed at your love, that you would love us so much that you would send your son to die in our place and pay the punishment that we deserve. And God, we're so grateful that you have made us new people and given us a purpose for living. And so Father, help us, lead us to pursue that purpose with passion, with intentionality, and with effectiveness, all for your glory, all by your grace, and all by your power. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Thank you and have a great week.